0: Welcome to Counseling Over Coffee, a podcast of Redeemer Counseling Group. Whether you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, we are happy to have you. And if you enjoy this podcast, it helps if you rate and review us, particularly on Apple Podcasts. And of course, any sharing of the podcast on social media is greatly appreciated. For more information about Redeemer Counseling Group, you can visit our website at RedeemerCounselingGroup.com or look us up on Facebook. And with that, here is Cherie with Counseling Over Coffee. So I'm here today with my friend Janelle. I have so been looking forward to introducing my listeners to you, Janelle. This is so fun. So fun. So fun. And what people don't know is that this was your idea. Remember? <laughs> it was your idea what was it? Several years ago, right? Yes, for, for me to do a podcast, begging, I believe, would be the word we could use. Yes. <laughs> and you kept texting me, these ideas for a yes. podcast, yes. when there wasn't a podcast.: There's no podcast no so this is all you're doing and so (laughs) thank you because I remember telling you there's no way I'm going to do a podcast Mm -hmm. and you kept sending me those ideas so (laughs) I appreciate you and I'm excited for the folks who turn in to be able to get to know you a little bit
1: you're so sweet so happy to be here
0: oh well you know last time uh I did a podcast on an aspect of communication and relationships where we can easily misunderstand each other. Right. Right. And we talk, I I talked about um, how misunderstanding can open the door to assuming that we already know a person well enough to essentially judge them And think we know what's motivating them. And so today I wanted to invite you uh, to talk with me and this will be just us going back and forth, you asking questions, me asking questions, but I know that you asked to, if you could ask some of the questions to get started. So I want to turn the mic over to you and see what's on your heart.
1: Yes. Well, I, I loved how when you were sharing last time talking about something we all experience and that we all do. We we are misunderstood and we misunderstand. And you ended yeah. with this great cliffhanger of the question, what is a helpful way to break this pattern of assumption in our hearts as we care for others? So can you stop the cliffhanger and answer, answer the question, what is a helpful way? How do we break this pattern of assumption in our hearts as we seek to care for others?
0: Well, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to do that. Right. Um, but last week, what I was thinking of Mm -hmm. was this issue of curiosity. Mm. How can we bring curiosity into our relationships and 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 how you know I can be curious about you know I can google you know what teens are facing today and the rise in gender confusion or suicidality or I can google how to make my dog stay on her bed yeah uh when I tell her to, you know, I can be curious Mm -hmm. and go to sources that I trust or kind of trust to help Mm -hmm. me. And this happened with you and I just now, you had to Google a question that we had about Mm -hmm. even this recording, right? And that's motivated by curiosity. Mm -hmm. But what about curiosity in relationships? And how do we apply curiosity in relationships. And so that's kind of what I was thinking about last week. Does that make sense? Yes.
1: I love that. I love the sort of paring it down from curiosity is this big thing that we can have about all kinds of different things, but we want to kind of narrow the focus into curiosity as it pertains to relationships between people. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's, those are, that's a great question. What would you say, what would the goal of that be? What's the goal of relational curiosity? What's what's the desired outcome?
0: Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Okay, what what's the goal? I think when I think of curiosity, I think of wanting to know or understand a specific topic better. Okay, yeah. But when I think of curiosity in relationships, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really similar to that. I want to be, I want to find out more about this person. Mm -hmm. It's wanting to know or understand a person to the point that they feel known and understood. Mm -hmm. Not just that my curiosity is satisfied. So it's it's about more than just asking good questions. Yeah. To me, it goes to the heart where I feel some kind of blessing or joy in learning things about that person that I, I wouldn't otherwise know.
1: I love what you're saying because the fulfillment of curiosity is not about me checking a box, me asking the right questions, me doing the right thing. Exactly. It's about giving away. It's about loving. Well, I heard a quote one time that was something about how the end of our suffering is not our own comfort, but the comfort of others. And it's, it has that same ring to it. What you're saying that, like, I don't want to just be curious because I'm a, you know, I want to be curious. I want to be curious because I want people to feel loved and known.
0: Right. And, and when I'm judgy, when I already assume, I know what's motivating what that person just said or did or what happened or didn't happen, Mm -hmm. then I'm just going to proceed in the conversation as if I already know. And I did that in Mm -hmm. the last podcast. I shared about the time that I just assumed Benny had thrown the envelope on the counter away because there have been times where he's thrown away something that was important to me. He didn't know it was that important to me. Right. But based upon the fact that he had done this over and over,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I assumed that he was doing it again when he wasn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So where would you say, how would you incorporate in curiosity what what you're touching on here with Benny is we do know people, people do have patterns. How do we keep curiosity alive even while we we know people's temptations or we know things about them how do we keep curiosity alive in situations like that
0: well that's a great question as a matter of fact i don't think i don't know if i mentioned this to you but i was recently reading an article citing some research done in several different studies over several years and one of them was at george mason university which is Benny's alma mater so I think oh, I love it threw me in that's to awesome. this research but the author a woman named Jill Suddy I think that's how you pronounced it mm-hmm. summarized what these studies about relationships mm-hmm. showed about the advantages to curiosity Ooh. in relationships yeah so maybe we can tease some of this yeah. out together yeah And the first, she said, I think, let me look here. There was three basic advantages to curiosity and relationships that these numerous studies showed. And one of them is curious people connect better. Oh, that's so. And you're a person who values connection. Mm -hmm. I thought you would love this. She made a fascinating point that it's better to be interested than to be interesting. Wow. That's very powerful. (laughs) It is because we all want to be interesting. Right. And a lot of times the reason why we think conversations will continue is if we can get on something interesting. Right. Right. And she's saying, and I love this point that to deepen relationships or to get relationships unstuck. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to be interested Mm -hmm. in the other person. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's really good. I think it, it touches on what you were talking about earlier of like sort of the, the, the desired outcome here is the other person it's others focused. Um, and, and I think too, there's an element in which we we then benefit if we can be receivers of other people. I think it can be really hard to think think that we know others or um, or others don't have something to offer us, or we don't have any more to learn about them or about a particular topic. And so then we miss out, yeah, we miss out on receiving from them, learning from them, growing.
0: Well, and we miss out on that. Just that oh, this is fun. Yeah, we <laughs> we miss-, miss out on the fun of going on, it's to me, it's like going on a scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. Did you used to do that? Like in your youth group or when you were a kid, it's, we get these clues Mm -hmm. and then we go to the next point and we get another clue and then another clue and then another clue. And at the end, there's some prize or some, you know, bonus that we, if, if we win the scavenger hunt, Right. And so I've been thinking about that just over the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. What if I approached relationships like a scavenger hunt?
1: I love that. Such Let a me idea.
0: get this clue and the next clue and the next clue.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, curious people connect better. The second point she made was, this is fascinating. Curious people cope better with rejection.
1: Ooh, I love it. And this
0: was really interesting to me. And it was based on a study in Japan of 20 to 39 year olds. So you fit in that category. I certainly don't. Um, It was men and women. And the researchers learned that curious people are not as negatively impacted by really practical things. Listen to this. They're not as impacted by... Not receiving invitations to parties or gatherings. Wow. They're not as impacted by friends denying offers or requests they make. Hmm. Really practical things. And curious people are less likely to be hurt by these kinds of things because they wonder why nice. these situations oh, happen. Oh, so interesting. So they might wonder, well, well, maybe I was supposed to get invited, and I wasn't. Yeah, or maybe this person was centering this particular event on a certain group of workmates, and I'm not one of their workmates, yeah. So curious people cope better with rejection. I, I need to I need to learn more about this. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it almost
1: sounds like there's a freedom in curiosity, like, people who are curious, cultivating curiosity, there's a freedom. I don't have to uh, assume rejection. I may not have been rejected. And so I don't know. Yeah. And so I don't have to yet yeah, really even go down that road because it's, there's a lot of questions around it.
0: Right. Because, and it's, you and I've talked about this before in the past, there's, there's a story behind what's happening.
1: Yes. Right. Exactly.
0: There's a story behind this person's eruption of anger or my eruption of anger. Right. There's a story behind why this person is particularly hurt by things that don't hurt me or right. vice versa. Yeah. So it seems to connect with conversations you and I have had, yeah. but it I've never thought of it as curiosity can actually protect us from rejection.
1: That's so good.
0: Because rejection is one of those things, an assumption of rejection Mm -hmm. is one of those things that can really hurt relationships. That's true. Yeah. So the third thing, so curious people connect better. They cope better with rejection and curious people are less aggressive. I mean, that makes so much sense too, because why Why does that make sense to you?
1: It does because. They're, they're less aggressive because I, there's almost less to I feel like it goes really hand in hand with the rejection. There's less to like defend or because th- there's just more, there's more questions sort of sitting out there. You know, it's, if there's, um, I don't know, a silly illustration of like somebody looking, out into a room and they just see a bunch of answers rather than looking out into a room and seeing a bunch of questions. Oh, uh, it makes good your, posture is, your posture is your posture's different when there's just a bunch of questions, you have a freedom to be more relaxed and uh, there's more uh, you know, open-ended questions. There's more room to wonder and speculate as opposed to feeling like you need to fit into a box.
0: That's really good. And then it really kind of dovetails with this research because what, one of the things she said about how curiosity can mitigate against aggression
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that curious people want to learn about different viewpoints. Wow. Curious people aren't as prone to wanting to push their viewpoint That's so or their dark. agenda. Yeah. Um, they're more prone to wanting to see what's behind what this person is thinking or feeling. So rather than judging, and she actually used the word judging in the article, rather than judging their, their um, whoever, their friend, their spouse, their child, their mother, their sibling, conflicts can be less volatile and hard reactions don't flare up so quickly Because curiosity comes into the conversation or into the relationship.
1: That's so neat.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a way of of thinking about avoiding misunderstanding that is really intriguing to me. Yeah. And so you're a very curious person. I would (laughs) say that long before it was called curiosity. Mm. I mean, you and I, I thought it'd be fun to give the listeners just a little background Mm -hmm. into our relationship. Um, And so I would love to hear you describe how our relationship got started and how it developed, because I think curiosity had a lot to do with it. So (laughs) tell everybody how we met and how our relationship got going.
1: Yeah, I I moved to Orlando from Virginia to do an internship at Disney and got plugged in with the church that Benny was pa- pa- a pastor at, and we were at a basketball game, I think was the first time we met, and um, met your daughter, Janelle, so obviously yes. there was a connection. We shared the same name. At the time, we both had blonde hair. I don't anymore. Um, <laughs> and... So it's like blonde hair, blue eyes, Janelle, and all of our siblings' names started with J. We had like all of these oh, that's right. crazy connections right off the bat. And so first you were Janelle's mom. You were, you know, that was, you were my friend's mom. And then over the course of- I mean, days, weeks, years, it turned into our own coffee dates, our own, you know, right. dinner out together, our own phone calls, our own texting conversations, um, and has just continued to grow and grow and grow over. Yeah. What is it like 18 years now? It's, it's over uh, okay. half my life, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing to now about this, and I, I think we'll talk more about this in next week's podcast, okay. but I really think you are primarily responsible. Oh, so, I would disagree with that. No, <laughs> let me finish. You're primarily responsible for the genesis of our relationship mm-hmm. because you really took initiative. Mm-hmm. You were 18 years old. You know, I was 50. And yet you didn't let age um, in- negatively impact. In fact, I think you saw that as a benefit. I did. Yeah. It was a huge, it was
1: an asset. Yeah.
0: So I remember times on Rosalie way, sitting on the couch, in my living room, <laughs> when you would come over and just ask questions yeah. and even sometimes give or ask for advice. Yeah. When we discovered that you, you really weren't looking so much for advice. Right you were looking for connection or you were looking for comfort or just an, a shoulder to cry on or a listening ear. And it was really your initiative that, that got our relationship going. And I'd really like to talk about that more uh, when we, when we continue this next week. So, and we're going to keep talking about curiosity and fill everybody in a little bit on what curiosity has looked like in my and your relationship so I hope everybody will join us next time on Counseling Over Coffee